Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, D-Palm. Follow me on Twitter at D-Palm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts for absolutely free 99. Special supersized podcast, bringing you back, getting into the swing of things. Last month, real life kicks me in the teeth, and hopefully things are slowing down so you get more regular podcasting. I've got an idea of how I want to do it, so this will be out Monday, and hopefully we'll have a post-NFL podcast out Wednesday, and then we can kind of get back in the groove, back in regularity. If not, hey, you have a super-sized podcast now. You get another one next week. I'm trying my best. Work with me. And the reason I'm trying my best is because I like having this podcast because it allows me to dunk up my friends in public. And this is the annual exercise where I dunk on my friend in public. The annual NBA over-unders are back. Mike is back. The homie is here. We're going to get to it, I promise. But that's in the back half of the podcast. Because when I say supersize, I mean you're getting a regular podcast in front of that podcast. Mike, are you ready? I am very ready uh, to dunk on you once again. This is fake news. And we won't have it here. I believe in a free and fair press that supports my assertions. Um, <laughs> glad to have you. Glad to have you back. Happy birthday. Oh, turn, thank you. As you entered the late half of your mid-30s and realized that our mid-30s were stolen from us by this COVID. Um, yep. just, ro- just robbed from us. Just just taken away. But we're back. We're here. We're talking pot. We're talking sports. I want to talk first about the big thing that happened last night. Gary Wilder, big fight on ESPN pay-per-view. I guess they're through their plus or whatever. I didn't watch it. Um, but apparently, uh, Fury won again. Knocked him out in the 11th. I saw two good knockdowns by both guys. Apparently, there were five total knockdowns. Uh, people were calling Wilder to task because Fury said that he didn't want – he said that uh, Wilder wouldn't shake his hand after the match. He said, no, I don't respect you. He said, no, he's a sore loser. Mike, you're a basketball player, historically. But you understand you've been around people who've done combat sports. Doc, I'm not trying to, like, we're not going to be cool immediately after that kind of competition. Yeah, you literally whooped my ass. Like, what's more personal than that? Like, I'm, I would be salty. You just knocked me out. <laughs> nah, dog. We, let me, can I cool off first? Can you talk to me? Can you text me tomorrow and say, hey, man, good fight, respect you, so I can formulate an adult response. You trying to corner me in the ring and then get real loud because I didn't want to talk right now? That's why I'm always impressed by, like, the uh, immediate press conferences after horrible losses. And they keep it together way better than I would. You say that, but then we look at some of them like, I don't know, Joel Embiid, <laughs> Doc Rivers last year, which, uh, uh, as I'll remind everyone, Trey Young broke a team. Trey Young broke an NBA team, and it's hilarious. Um, your team could be next, tread lightly. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. It, it, it's more impressive the ones that are able to stick to the script. But it's also like a nod to the fact that these kids have been acting like professionals since they were 13, particularly the basketball ones. Yeah. You're playing big time AAU. We're not getting the fun interviews anymore. We're getting the, oh, you've had media training. We're not getting the hilarious suits anymore. It's, oh, you have a tailor. Oh, you've <laughs> had, oh, you've had a tailor. More to the point. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 it's better probably this way, like objectively, but I, I'll, I'll always miss, 
some of the country nonsense that used to happen around the NBA. And um, yeah, but yeah, if I'm Deontay Wilder, dog, like, first of all, no, I don't want to talk right now. And you had to loud talk me about that and try to, okay, cool. Now I know. But also, if I'm Deontay Wilder, I don't sign up to get knocked out three times. I don't sign up to lose three fights in a row. I don't do that. When he lost the second one to Tyson Fury, I was like, there is a paycheck in here for Mr. Wilder, but is it worth it? <laughs> I, I guess he made that calculation. His said yes. calculation was to say yes. And I tell you, just don't know. His finances are his own. He knows, he knows his life better than I do. Mike, <laughs> you are all in on a thing that I have been vocally in on but have not given enough of my attention to, the WNBA Finals. And this weekend, on Friday, there was a big game in the Western Conference. Phoenix trying to get into the Finals to face Chicago. I was watching AEW professional wrestling. I'm not going to lie. However, will you please tell me the lesson that was reminded to everyone about taunting Diana Taurasi? Well, I mean... Just don't do it unless you want to be in a hilarious video clip. I mean, I think they threw out some stat that she was like 14 or 15 and two and like deciding games or something like that. And it's just oh, like, that's, that's absurd. Right. You know, especially like at this, you know, later stage in her career. But I don't know. These playoffs have been pretty exciting and competitive so far. Uh, you know, some good storylines, and I don't even know who I really want to win, but you know, we know you can pull. Well, yeah, like, okay. I mean, look, Candace Parker, the Chicago's last game, they were on a mission, like, you could tell they're just like Candace Parker has something to prove, apparently. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and she's, I don't know, she gets left out of some of these conversations, like, you hear Tarazi Goat all the time, Tarazi is amazing. Not hearing Candace Parker go as much, who clearly is amazing. I don't know. The finals are going to be good. They're going to be great. It's the perfect finals. It's the final. It's 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 the the return home for her. And it's yep. versus this this tsunami that has been Diana Sarazi, which like that's I know that's we don't like to boil things down to a one on one game, but it feels this is the closest we've gotten in a while. And it's cool but that Phoenix like, has go ahead. No, it's just, I mean, these players, uh, they showed something like Skylar Diggins wrote out a list of her goals for the year. And it's all like, you know, impressive stuff. But like she's checked off just about all of them. And I think the only one left is to win the championship. You know, she won the gold this year. She had all her like stats goals for the league, you know, get to the line more than anyone else, have so many assists and whatnot. Uh I don't know. They are uh, very focused and ready to get after it. Can I say something and be totally honest? Yeah. There's such a spotlight on Diana Taurasi, they'll let you forget Brittany Griner's on that fucking team. And is always a problem. I mean... <laughs> mm -hmm. That closeout was absurd. Like, it was absurd. When I first saw their roster, whenever they got like uh, Skylar Trazi and Brittany Griner all on the same team, I'm like, how did how did they let this happen? Like, wh why? <laughs> this isn't fair. It, it's it's you know what, and that's the question. Like, without getting too in the weeds on it, where I push for the expansion of this league because you're watching talented players not make rosters. Yeah, that's true. And like, yes, maybe you'll dilute the star power of some, but if you're rolling two expansion teams. 
like let's get some like yes i love the historical weight that knowing these players and knowing having watched them since they were 18 that means a lot but because of the longevity of the sport it's like being a sports writer uh, i was listening to howard bryant and howard bryant interview this weekend he said bob bryant had that job when i was eight he had the job when i was 18 he has that job now that i'm 38 Sports writers don't retire. That's how it feels kind of in this upper echelon of women's basketball. Yeah, I mean, they just have these long careers. I mean, longer than the men on average. And, and so plus like, the, the technology and the, and the science has gotten about how well they can take care of their bodies in the offseason. And like, you know, we see them at each stage. No one leaves college early. So, you know, the standouts in high school, you see them at like the McDonald's mm -hmm. game. And then you hear about them for four years, you know, uh, in college and then you know they have these national team careers and you for know my money the WNBA is a better narrative product than the NBA yeah I mean I think it's a great trying to follow the story of a team it's a easier follow than the NBA I mean you build a rivalry over <laughs> you know a practical lifetime of playing basketball I mean it's Bro, yeah. when I hear Kentucky people talk about Candace Parker and I just I hear the lack of like just not just a quarter just not enough but enough like it's like yeah she's a very good player like wait a second i i hear what you're doing <laughs> it, may even, it may not even be conscious but i hear it and it's very entertaining to watch them talk about tennessee players that's it it's just a blanket true statement <laughs> and vice versa hold on it, 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 this river flows both ways it's just i think it's so cool that like particularly i guess we're 36 you're going to be 36 soon old man um you're able to see these entire careers these yep. entire lifetimes like i i know like uconn tennessee will always matter to me because those two teams always matter and you get the influxes of your south carolinas and these other teams that are kind of baylors teams that have popped up in the recent years but it's so cool that we've watched the story we watched the sport get built it is. It really is. And I think that's super interesting. The super. It, it gives me a different lens to watch to, through which to watch other sports that, while are like a hundred years old, they're old enough for me. When I was born, they're already established. By the time I was born, the NBA Finals were off tape delay, so <laughs> I didn't. Get, oh, I'm, you know, what I'm saying like four or five years prior, it's not true. So it's important yeah. to mark these like turning points in the sport. And I think this is going to be one of them. This Finals from the WNBA, and I'm excited to see it. Um, we're recording this on a Sunday morning, and we're doing that because the Falcons are playing in London. And as of this recording, they're beating the Jets, which, holy shit, Jets. Um, but also, we don't have to. We're not going to. The NFL has betrayed us. The Falcons have betrayed us. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. They're in, in an offense that I know is seen, I've seen without Julio Jones can be a vertical offense, but Arthur Smith seems determined to run it side to side like he's got um, – uh, Derek uh, Henry back there. We don't got no Derek Henry. We've got Cordero Patterson. Our running back's number is 84. I, <laughs> uh, I forgot about the whole number change. Uh. No, he's no, this has been him. He came in as a receiver, decided to do part-time at running back, never changed his number. Now he's a full-time running back and still, you know what? I'm not going to do this. It's a ridiculous number in the backfield. It's a ridiculous number. I don't have to pretend to like it. But we're not going to talk about NFL because the NFL's happening. We'll be doing something later on in the show, not this episode, another episode, talking about the NFL so far. Wait for that. I will say this. We will be talking about two NFL topics today, Mike. 
Can you guess what they might be? Could they be the biggest two sports stories of the week? By God, they are. And the first one, I got more to say, and you know what I mean. Duval! Look, Jacksonville, I know it's tough. It, it feels like you're always a punchline. As a city, as an idea, the good place, a wonderful show that everyone should watch, turned, <laughs> reminded us that even through time, space, and other dimensions, Jacksonville <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> uh. Jacksonville decided this offseason they were going to bring in a coach. And I feel like they were feeling themselves because, honestly, they – uh, Shad Khan gave his kid a bunch of money to go start wrestling, and it's doing super well. So maybe they're on a hot streak. They say, you know what? We're going to hire Urban Meyer, not just to coach this team, but to run all of football operations, Mike. And what was Urban Meyer's first decision to do on that job? Hire a strength and conditioning coach who had recently been let go from Iowa for using racist language for years against his players. Don't you mean racially charged language? No, no, the racial language is our second story. It's racist <laughs> if you get fired for it. Racial if we're not going to fire you. That's a distinction. I appreciate you highlighting it. Now, this strength and conditioning coach lasts on the job about three fucking days because guess what, Urban? This ain't Columbus. This ain't Gainesville. You can't just do shit and no one ask any questions, particularly your players who are not powerless, broke college students, but men with mortgages and jobs and careers who they will not let you endanger or stymie because of hiring a racist asshole. He has to fire a strength and conditioning coach. Now, on everyone, like you can make the say this is a small thing. If you've never worked in an organization before or watched leadership change within said organization, that's a huge crack. If one of your first hires is deemed unacceptable, not by your boss, because you technically don't have one, but by everyone in the organization, we've got some wobble on this foundation. Then we get to the preseason. And in the preseason, Urban Meyer loses some games. Guys, the NFL, you're going to lose some football games. Urban Meyer's never really lost a bunch of games. He lost a bunch of games once in Florida, then he retired. And he came back to go to Ohio State. So losing's new to him, but there were already stories before regular season started that the, the offices had become untenable, unbearable because of his attitude after preseason losses. Er, when you took the job, you had the number one pick for a reason. Right? And we knew this wasn't a, a, a company secret. It's Jacksonville. And now this, Mike. They go and play the Cincinnati Bungles. Sorry, old habit. On a Thursday night, and Urban stays in Ohio. First huge red flag. You and I played on lots of traveling sports teams. Coach ever does not come back with the team? No, that's uh, that's weird. You know what? In case you're thinking, oh, you guys didn't play at high enough level. Great point. Every NFL player who's been talked to about this is also like, wait, why didn't he come back? Lots of questions. Then Urban Meyer goes for a drink in Urban Meyer's poorhouse because, of course, he's got a restaurant named after himself. Urban Meyer is then videoed and photographed being danced upon by some woman who's very blatantly not his wife, who's at home tweeting about staying at home watching the grandkids so her husband can blow off some steam. But those are things that actually happen. And because they already don't like him, 
it turns into a huge story. Mike, if they were 4 0 instead of 0 and 4, it would have gone a bit different. Because Urban knows they don't like him. So as opposed to just, you know, kind of letting it slide, he comes out in front of the media on Monday, talks too much about it, brings up Trevor Lawrence for no good reason. His rookie quarterback's like, wait, why did I get mentioned? Then he does it, he cancels the team meeting and addresses each position group individually. Mike, if they liked him, he'd have walked in the team meeting, he'd have said, y'all know what it is. They all would have laughed and then they gotten on with the business of the day. Like if there was a decision tree for options <laughs> to handle this, he chose the wrong one at every single level. <laughs> Which is impressive. It makes me give credence to he wants to get fired. Like, that conspiracy theory is out there and it's dumb, but when you put it all out there in front of you, you're like, ah, he wants to get fired. I Look. There's a... Mm, Urban Meyer was caught doing something that he wished his wife didn't see. And it's turned into the owner calling it unacceptable behavior. This is the NFL we're talking about. Where one of the owners gets caught with a bunch of pills, speeding in a freeway, drunk. Remember Jim Ursay? Oh, yeah. Where another one gets caught in a picture with two women with his pe- Remember Jerry, Jerry Jones in pictures? <laughs> this is where we are. It's because they don't like you, Urban. And I heard a lot of talk about Urban Meyer going to USC. Can't go to USC. USC is currently paying a billion dollar, I believe, lawsuit out for Title IX violations. Can't go to USC. Um, can't really go anywhere in college football. Because what works for you in college with powerless kids doesn't work when you're dealing with adults. What's interesting is that, like, the more this is all kind of unraveled, they start talking about the other most recent parallel, Saban, when he left Miami. And the problem with Saban leaving Miami was that he left. Saban's actually a pretty decent people person. He gets that they're human beings on the other side of this transaction. Also, quiet as kelp, so does Bill Belichick from all the accounting I've heard about. Urban's one of those guys where the Ohio State grads heard he was going to the NFL and said, not going to go great. And it hasn't. Quick question, does Urban Meyer finish the season? No. I don't know why he still has a job today. I can't figure it out. No one can tell me. Cheaper to keep her, maybe, but man, oh, man. Um, And then the second big NFL story of the week. At the time in his position as an NFL Monday night analyst and as a um, threat to every job in America where if a job came up and I think Gruden's going to take it. Tennessee had Gruden seven times before he ended back in Oakland. John Gruden's emails were leaked this week where he calls to Morris Smith 
something with watermelon. What do you say? Watermelon tire lips? Like what? I don't even know. It is some. That is some home brewed racism. That's not racism you picked up in the in the world. That's some like that's what we said around the house. Look when get, it's, when it's something I haven't heard or haven't heard in a long time. Like you're right. you're pulling out some deep cut racism. Deep cut ra- That's a very good deep cut racism. And they're calling his comments racial, which as I explained earlier means he's not going to get fired. <sighs> and he's giving this ridiculous cover about this racist bone that no one seems to ever have. <laughs> the X-rays <laughs> are inconclusive. Get more machines, man. Turn the light on. Look at the camera. A little bit start harder. I, I think we'd find one if we looked hard enough. Um, but I don't want to talk about if John Gruden's racist. He probably is. I don't want to talk about if John Gruden's a piece of shit. He probably is. I, I want to talk about you racists ruining everything. What do I mean by that? You've ruined so much of my life. And not in the way that you're thinking. You're laughing, Mike, but not in that way. Mike, I am a Georgia fan. Cam Newton started at Florida, ended up at Auburn, beating my ass the entire time. Mike, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. He then goes to the fucking Panthers and beats my ass for years. He then goes to the team that I maybe hate the most in the NFL, the New England Patriots, and quarterbacks them free. I've not been allowed to hate Cam Newton openly my entire life. You know why? Because all the racists hate him. <laughs> they robbed me robbed me I say of my freedom to hate Cam Newton from a football perspective the racist robbed you of your hatred <laughs> I have been forced to defend Cam Newton repeatedly in public with facts that are true I'm not lying about him but things I'd rather not focus on like he's actually better than you think he's the, the world's greatest third down weapon in the history of the NFL Things that I can't take back, things that are true. I'd rather focus on how much I hate him as an athlete, how angry he makes me, but I can't because the racists hate him too. Why would I bring that up today? Demora Smith is not a good union head. Demora Smith did not behave in his tenure as a steward for labor. You'll note his background. He worked on the corporate side of these associations before being brought in as the head of the labor side of the NFL. The owners call him their favorite union head of all time. If management loves your labor head. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm not allowed to say these things on the weekend that this leaked out to leverage him retaining his position. I can't point that out because the racists have put me here. John Gruden, Chucky, hadn't won a playoff game since I was in high school. In case you missed the beginning of the podcast, I'm 36 now. You not only have robbed me of a lot of peaceful Monday nights, but now you've robbed me of my ability to criticize Demora Smith for his his final year of tenure as he's announced that he's graciously stepping down after changing the rules, making it almost impossible for him to be voted out. I can't point any of those things out, and I wish I could. 
The Jets have now crept back into it against the Falcons. I'm so glad we decided to do this instead of watching that. Um, there's no transition here. I'm really mad about the Gruden thing. And I'm really mad at what it's dropped me up. The NWSL. Well, speaking of picking the poor decision on the decision tree at every given turn. Right. It's staggering. Because I would, like, in prepping for this, I would have, like, three days ago, I had things I wanted to talk about. Then I re-looked again yesterday. I was like, oh, i got to add some stuff to that list. Then I looked this morning. And there's just more. Just more. I think that the players coming forward, speaking out, stopping every match in the sixth minute. Yep. To signify the six years it took for abuse and allegation repercussions to hit former North Carolina coach Paul Riley. It's, and what makes it grosser for me, and it's all gross, and you can go through the details, and they deserve to be discussed. And I don't know if I can do it justice here, so I'm not going to go into them, but I'll tell you this. For the women's soccer community in this country to have borne so much weight for this nation's athletic expectations and hopes and dreams, this nation will tell you up and down, oh, we wish we were a soccer country. Wish. Look anytime these women take a national stage. Watch the country. They go insane for them. And they've never fully tapped it because it's just women. Yeah. Oh, oh we're going to be a soccer country. Hey, bro, put the women on. Well, I'll show you a soccer country. The men just aren't any fucking good. And this is what we give them. This is how, this is the reward. Here's your league. Oh, by the way. It is, like I mentioned with the WNBA, interesting to watch a sport begin. Oh, yeah. I mean. Because you get to see how baked in the bullshit is. <laughs> you've, got, you've got WNBA teams taking multiple flights because they got to have a space between them because that was negotiated. Because they negotiated more legroom for these women, but now you've cut their travel accommodations. Like it's, and I shouldn't get mad. I should get mad. I shouldn't be frustrated and I shouldn't be surprised because I'm smart enough and I'm old enough to know these things. That's how the world works. But here I am, a little bit surprised and a lot of bit angry. Yeah, same. I was. I mean, I don't know. I These women have been so outspoken about so much. And, you know, I kind of thought the league was on the same page until, you know. You want to think you want to think that a thing built for them. Right. Would work to protect them. But now we've got emails from five, six years ago. Where Commissioner Lisa Baird was asked to open an investigation in Rylan, they said no. 
And just like, how can you think that is a good idea, let, al let alone the right thing to do? But just say, even from a practical, no? cynical standpoint, how why would you? How do you say no you? over email? How do you say no in a place that you can be recorded? Uh, but, and again, it's not that they are stupid. We know they're stupid. It's that they assume that all of us are stupid too. That's the I'm very upset about this. I'm upset about this on the heels of them forcing those Nasser victims again to testify again in front of Congress this time about how the FBI in this country failed them again. It's about how Jim Jordan in Ohio is really talking about everything except him turning a blind eye to the wrestlers who were being molested. Well, it's just like this long continuing narrative. I mean, there are stories during the Olympics like uh, I think there was a fencer that had some accusations. And... No, some accusations. He had assaulted women on the fucking team. They said they did not want him there. The men on the team also didn't want him there. He was selected as an alternate. He, they gave him special accommodations. He stayed away. It was, that's another one of those stories that comes out, gets big press for a second, and then no one gives a shit about it again. I'm really glad you brought it up because that's another perfect example of a system designed to fail women. Right. They report these instances like they're told they're supposed to, and then nothing happens at all. At all. Ever. It's staggering. It's truly staggering. No good segues. Now we do here. College football. Y'all see any good games this weekend? <laughs> Y'all see any good games this weekend? Let's have a conversation about college football. Let's have a conversation about week six. How we got the joke of Texas is back. It's always a joke. We always make the joke Texas is back. And for a half, they were back. That game was very confusing because I wasn't watching. I just kept checking the score. And I had to refresh. I'm like, I thought they were up by a lot. No, they were. No. They were up by 21 in the second quarter. And then after Spencer Rattler fumbled, they pulled Spencer Rattler, who, just for the record, Mike, this kid, oh, you, oh, oh my God, you're the one who sent me that clip of him in college, high school. That's that yep. kid. <laughs> and he is supposed to be the Heisman frontrunner, all these things. They pull him for a freshman. Who, what, on his first play ran 66 for a touchdown Bro, on fourth down? Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams comes out and does it to him. And, guys, I thought Texas, like, eking out a win and thinking they were back would be hilarious. This is way <laughs> funnier. This was funnier. <laughs> like, objectively funnier. Um, Kennedy Brooks ran back that – ran the touchdown to end the game. I – and another thing I was trying to point out here, it's not a huge deal for most people, it's a huge deal for me. Post-game, Caleb Williams was withheld from press availability by his head coach, Lincoln Riley. Um, he cited that they had a rule that freshmen don't talk to the press. It's the oh, NIL oh. era, bruh. This is, if you break a rule, that's, that's the game you bring it for. You go to the Texas State Fair, you burn down the University of Texas, you kick Bevo in the teeth, you get to talk to the media. Sorry. That's, there's the new rule. But let's not stop there. Big E, the current WWE champion, returned to his alma mater to give the hype-up speech for Iowa to play Penn State. 
It worked. <laughs> Iowa won. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Love to see it. Michigan sneaking out a win. Sneaking out a win, Michigan. We see you. Late field goals. Hey, a dub is a dub. I'm not mad. You got the win. Notre Dame, little mad. Yep. Little mad. <laughs> little mad. Because I would love, after losing to Cincinnati, to be able to forget about you entirely after losing to unranked Virginia Tech. But, you know, you'll stick around. You'll probably, lose, you'll probably beat USC. That's the thing. They're going to win a lot of these rest of these games. And I'm going to talk and I'm gonna talk about them again in five weeks. Like, I didn't see him lose Cincinnati. But, I mean, we can talk about all these things. We can talk about the fact that Wake Forest is still undefeated. We can talk about the fact that Kentucky is still undefeated. What I really want to talk about. Mike, you know what I really want to talk about? Uh, don't do it. Don't you know what I really want to talk about? I do. That weird cult in College Station. This 12th man nonsense. Jimbo Fisher getting raises as he loses to bad teams. To the point where on last week's uh, full cast after dark, someone said that they told their father how much Jimbo Fisher was making, and he said, stop being dramatic. It's $94 million. A year? <laughs> no, that's... Okay. Maybe. Actually, after beating Bama, maybe. <laughs> how many years? I don't care. <laughs> too much. It's too much. Jimbo Fisher told us that he was going to beat Nick Saban. Nick Saban, who was 24-0 against former assistants. Nick Saban, because when he was told this, he said that Fisher must have been talking about golf. <laughs> who just lost two in a row. Unranked AM. Alabama, who had not lost to an unranked team in Michael Prather, I tell you this, a hundred fucking games. Wow. A hundred games against unranked teams. Haven't lost one. They went into College Station and threw up us to anchor. Woo! And you know what? AM was good. AM was very good. They played very well. They're well coached, executed at the high level, all those things. But man, oh man, Bama's missing fits. Bama's missing coverages. Yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> They're fumbling the fucking ball and no one's getting shot on the sideline. All bad for <laughs> Bama. All bad for Bama. Oh. All worse for me. Yeah. Because now Georgia's number one in the fucking nation. And I'm going to say some things right now that are true. Georgia beat the dog shit out of Auburn yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Georgia, with the second quarterback, ran an offense that Juki won the national title with yesterday. Because they ran and they tried to deal with the pass. Stetson Bennett to uh, Lad McConkey, but you can't say it not in an Irish accent. Um, shout out to Amanda Mall. That connection is very excited to do your taxes in eight years. They're very excited to do your taxes in a uh, probably somewhere outside of Atlanta. You know, Alpha Red or Johns Creek, something like <laughs> But Mike, at number one, you know, there's the, the thing about being number one, Mike, and Bam is used to it. I am certainly not. There's nowhere to go but down. 
Yeah, I don't like that as a Atlanta sports fan. This is yeah. gonna end like I. Now it's undefeated Kentucky. Right. Undefeated Kentucky next week. Kentucky, who just beat the who who just got Coach O fired. <laughs> and I know there may be some LSU fans listening who say, "Oh, we can turn it around." You may turn it around. It won't be with O on the sideline. That shit's done. Those investigations that came down, you guys sold your soul for one national title. That should tell you how impressive what Bama does is. Because they got one and it destroyed their school. And then Kentucky's coming to, to, to Athens. And then week off, then Florida, which, you know, Fuck me, whatever. Let's do top 25 really quickly. Coastal Carolina beat Arkansas State 52 to 20. Cincinnati, the number five team in the nation. We'll see if group of five gets into the playoff this year. 52 to three over Temple. Uh, Arizona State 28 10 over Stanford. Them dogs 34 to 10 over Auburn. Bama 38 <laughs> 41 falling to unranked AM. Iowa 23 20 over Penn State. Oklahoma 55 48 over Texas. Texas is not back. Maryland falls to Ohio State 66 17. Michigan over Nebraska. My God. Nebraska wanted to look. That's mm. Michigan's <laughs> technically 6 0, but mm, 32 29. Uh, Boise State knocks off. Number 10, BYU, 17-26. Michigan State beats Rutgers 31-13. Ole Miss beats Arkansas 52-51. Loved Sam Pittman going for it at the end there, going for two. Did not work out, but I love that she did it because I hate overtime. Uh, Notre Dame beats Virginia Tech 32-29. Kentucky over LSU 42-21. Wake Forest edges out Syracuse in overtime 40-37. Vanderbilt gets blanked by Florida 42-0. SMU 31. Navy 24. San Diego State 31. New Mexico 7. And my favorite quote of the day, I actually forgot this happened. I need to get I, – I know you haven't heard it because why would you hear UNC post-game quotes? Why would you hear those things? But I want to read you what Butch Davis said. I'm sorry. I've got the wrong quote here. Oh, where's it? Oh, no, it's not, not Butch Davis. UNC head coach. Oh, I'm blanking right now. He's been there before. Why am I doing this? Mac Brown. Mac Brown's – when he lost – what do you think he said about the t- the school coming in with a top five ranking and falling to three and three, or top ten ranking, excuse me, falling to three and three after losing to FSU, possibly the worst FSU team that we've ever seen? What do you think he said after that loss about the ranking? Something gracious? I don't know. Well, we wouldn't be here discussing it if it was something gracious. They asked, they asked about his feelings regarding the expectations of this team going into the season. Now, this is another thing. This is a season where we knew the least about college football going into a season than we had probably since World War II. It's 100% true. It's, that's just a factual statement. They asked him about the, ability, the team's inability to live the expectations. Mac Brown said this. My, my expectation, goodness gracious, my expectation is to win every game. So three times we've met it and three times we haven't. The national media expectation, the expectations for us to be a top 10 team are wrong. So I guess you should be critical of the media for picking us too high because we're not that guy, that good. So you guys all screwed it up. <laughs> oh, that's an impressive reverse. I'm sure it gets better than that, but I'm not entirely sure how. 
Well, thank you for entertaining all the football talk, Mike. I have to ask now, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you Are you sure you're ready? Very. Okay, because I've won the last couple of years running here, and it feels like you're Allegedly. not putting enough. Well, well, you're going to have like, to check it. No one listens to these. It feels like you, you're not ready. We're going to start. For those of you who are new, welcome to the back half of the greatest podcast in the world, The Over-Unders. Uh, here we predict the NBA based on what they're projected on the betting sites. Will they go over? Will they go under? How will we find out? We're going to watch it here. If we were gamblers, this is when we go out to the NBA, go out to Vegas or wherever gambling's legal. A lot more places now than Vegas, actually. And we would go over and see you know, just what we hoped and prayed to uh, be the outcomes. And we're going to start where we always start, where I always start, with the A's, with the greatest team in the world. Mike, the Atlanta Hawks. I didn't think I'd ever feel this way about a Hawks team where it would truly be my best hope for a local sports thing. Cause I, this, this Falcons thing, this, this, excuse me, this uh, Georgia thing is going to end poorly. I know that. I know that. But it's important that I have hope. And after the postseason we just saw and their ability to retain all that damn talent, I'm believer, Mike. It's not just me. Other experts believe as well. Other experts, like I'm one of them. Isn't that cute? Other people believe as well. The line this year is 47 and a half. Mike Craven, get us started. Over or under for your Atlanta Hawks? Look, you know, once burned, twice shy. I can't, I can't go through disappointment. Is that what I'm saying? Huh? Yeah. Is that what I'm saying? It is. All right. Um, look, the Hawks exceeded all expectations last year. They ripped the hearts Correct. out of many a franchise that I don't particularly care for anyway. Um, they're coming back stronger. Uh, so I got to go over. I would follow you with that over. I believe in the Hawks. I believe in this coaching staff. Um, I was one of the people who thought they wanted should have kept Lloyd Pierce proving once again, I'm an idiot. Don't know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I think this is a three seed in the East, honestly. I think that's particularly what's happening in Brooklyn. It could be a two seed in the East. And Calm down. Calm down. Look, a little too high on the Hawks. I'm a little down on Brooklyn. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, I'll no, take the over. Remember a lifetime of Atlanta sports fandom before you. Just, yes. Yeah. You celebrate what you got while you got it because it's not going to last. Now. <laughs> Let's move to Brooklyn. Let's move to me to Boston. New head coach, the, the departure of Kimba Walker. Kind of some subtle reimagining there. The return of Al Horford. <laughs> the, what, I think it, it counts. It happened. It does, but it cracks me up. I'm sorry. It's, it's not, it is funny. It still happened. Um, yeah. It, look. They should be a good team, I guess. Ennis Cantor keeps bouncing back and forth from here in Portland. He's back now in uh, Boston. This should be a good team. 
but I don't think they're 45 and a half point wins good. I'm taking the under with Boston. It's 45 and a half. That's the. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go under. Okay. Two agreements so far. Next line, Brooklyn, 56 and a half. I'm taking the under because Kyrie Irving. I want to be delicate here. Well, I mean, is all you have to say moron. is Kyrie Irving. <laughs> He's a fucking moron. Look, when the news first came out that he wasn't vaccinated, he wasn't going to get vaccinated, he was trying to negotiate some other horse shit. They, a lot of people were like, oh, no, we're pretty convinced that everyone on the team will be vaccinated by by start of the season. And my reaction was, what in Kyrie's history tells you that's true? What? what oh, Kevin's going to get in his ear. Do you think Kevin Durant is a shaman? Kevin Durant, Obi Wan Kenobi. What do you? What does Kevin Durant do that we don't know about that's going to allow him to do this? I'll tell you this: they've set it up quite well because let's say the worst comes to worst, and this motherfucker goes off the deep end and retires and retires from again. They've got a good little basketball team. They brought in Patty Mills, so like the drop off is there, but it's Patty fucking Mills. Patty Mills is the third best player on your team behind Harden and Durant. You can win some. You can win a title like that. I'm taking the under because of the uncertainty in the regular season. I think postseason is a different animal. I don't think they win 56 and a half games. I'll go over. Okay, I'm not going to talk you out of it. I, I would <laughs> like to ask, what have you seen that I haven't seen? Uh, I mean, maybe I'm just interpreting everything you just said differently than you interpreted it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's... <laughs> That was an insult. I like, I'm just going to assume Kyrie is not going to be around because why? Why? Um, oh, he's going to be around at least for road games. Like, the fact that they haven't ruled that out is the craziest shit in the world. Someone needs to be an adult. Like, we're not doing that. Has anyone, like, just mentioned how, like, while unvaccinated players can play road games, that's not going to stop them from, like, getting COVID and spreading it to the team. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's an issue. Stupid. It's all stupid. It's all stupid. And I, for one, am excited to see the playoff because it's not my team. Yes, I have no emotional investment. Just I, can't, I cannot believe it took the over. Uh, Charlotte's up next. 38 and a half. Charlotte, just people just don't know. Starting five, LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, who got that contract, God bless him. Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, and Mason Pumley. Kelly Oubre, P.J. Washington are big backups. I don't see 38 and a half wins. The argument, I think, is that the Southeast is bad. Which isn't untrue. Miami got better, the Hawks got better, the Magic got worse, the Wizards got worse. Did Charlotte get better enough? I'm taking the under and saying no. I'm going to go over. I really enjoy watching them. Uh, I think enjoy they... watching them and thinking they're a good basketball team are different things. You're aware. I know, I know. I can complete my thought. I think they're ah. you know, going to be better than last year. And, you know, maybe I just want to be a little hopeful with this pick. Hope, hope's a good thing. Hope's a great thing. Um, I like that out of you. Under, we've now disagreed twice in a row here. I think we're going to agree this time, maybe. Ooh, I don't know. This is a tough one for me. So Chicago. Starters are Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, and Vukovic. Caruso off the bench. Kobe White, who I'm a bigger fan of than most people. Kobe White high right here. 
um, off the bench as well. The line's 42 and a half. Ooh. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> that's like, huh, that's a, hmm, that's a, that's a good number. I'll take oh. the over. Yeah, same. Okay, all right. Limping to the, as we limp to the over. <laughs> uh, the Cavs, they're 26 and a half. I'm not going to go through their roster. There's no point. Like that, I, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. Do you recognize any player name besides uh, Kevin? <laughs> Kevin loves coming off the bench now. Still getting that check, though. Oh, the money's there. I know. I forgot they got brought in Ricky Rubio. He's off the bench as well. I'm taking the under. I don't see. No, there's no reason. Sorry, this what is was where it gets kind of easy. The line's 26 and a half. <laughs> no, under. This is where it's kind of easy because um, I'm you guys on a big secret here. You may not notice this. Uh, just point it out. The Central's garbage. Next up's Detroit. And no. I, the Sadiq Bay thing, I no. 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 24 and a half, Mike. <laughs> yeah, under. I got this, no is a conference, this is a conference where the good teams got a lot better. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I think that I think it's going to be bared out on these bad teams. They're going to beat the hell out of these every night. Uh, Indiana, they're up next, and they got better. Like, this is a team, the Central for me, they they got better, but they're still not great. Like, I like some of the things. I think you've got a team here. Sabonis, obviously, is a, 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 an all-star. Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, TJ Warren, and Miles Turner starting five. I don't – I like that roster. I think for I think was the line. Well, that can't be the line. Yeah, forty two and a half. I think it's under because that's a lofty number for them. I'm gonna go they over. Gotta, they gotta play Milwaukee a bunch. I know. I, I like this team. I like the lineup. Uh, I think that line is fair, but I'm gonna go over. I think they'll just be like a couple games over it. Fair enough. Uh, Miami's up next, forty eight and a half. Miami really invented reinvented themselves in the off season. That's what it they do. It's, I, when's the last time they were just out of contention? Culture, yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> Kyle Lowry, they've got a functioning point guard now. Um, they've been able to move Tyler Hero to the bench, keep him there where he belongs, be a sixth man. Uh, you've got Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, and Bam Adebayo. Um, I know this is a lot was made of PJ Tucker's move from Milwaukee to Miami. I do believe PJ Tucker and I average the exact same amount of points in the last two finals games. So <laughs> I don't know why we're making a big deal about this. I will say this. I do like Kyle Lowry. I think um, the jokes about Pat Kyle Lowry and heat culture are going to be a, a collision course, if you will. Um, but I also think that it's going to work. I think that if anyone can get the most out of this unit, it's Spo. And I'm taking the over there. I think so. I'm taking the over on them and the, the Hawks. I think the Hawks beat them out. For the three seed, but I think it's going to be a war in that division. What's the line again? 48 and a half. Ooh. It's a good number. And a reluctant over. You're joining me in the over. I love it. Did you take the over for Indianapolis or did I just miss that? Did you take the under or over? Over. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm okay then. I did it right. Next up, Milwaukee. 54 and a half. Milwaukee, for me, and I look back at that finals run, that's a finals run where the team gets better for winning. And 54 and a half, I think, is light work for these guys. 
I think they figured out formulas that are going to work against a variety of lineups and teams. Though they're getting back to uh, Dante DiVincenzo, like the Pat Connaughton minutes coming off the bench are going to be more helpful. Bobby Porter's off the bench is going to be helpful. I fifty-four and a half be a blood number away, man. I'm taking the over. Yeah, I mean, just seeing how they they won the finals and the way Giannis has been playing for the past like what four seasons. He's just uh, steadily improving, constantly improving. Yeah, I got to go over on that one. I, I think that's the only way to go. That, that's a that's one where it feels like a slam dunk over. Make some money there. The New York Knickerbockers, their line's 41 and a half. Ooh. Sorry. Mm, look, okay, so this is a team that could not score against the Hawks in the playoffs. I'm not being mean. There's no shade. That is an actual factual fucking statement. We all have eyes. Um, they added Kimba Walker. So I, for my money, this question of 41 and a half is, do you think Kimba's got enough left to score a bunch of points? Derrick Rose is still coming off the bench. Obi Toppin's still going to be in the rotation. Alec Burks is still there. Evan Fournier is the starting two guard. RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson rolling out the starters. Uh, if Mitchell Robinson's out, then uh, Tibbs can do what he always wants to do and play a shit ton of neurons as well. Um, no. I'm under. I don't believe okay. in Kimba Walker. I think when Kimba Walker left Boston, they were so happy to get rid of him that it tells me something stinks there. I'm going under. I was a little worried for a second. No, uh, no. Yeah, joining you in the under, I don't believe in Julius Randle. I don't believe in Kimba Walker. you? <laughs> uh, so I will not be scammed into thinking that they'll <laughs> actually go over. There we go. Next up, we're looking at the Orlando Magic. I was wrong two years ago on the Magic. I thought that they were going to really get some things off the ground. And they got rid of everyone who was any good on that team in the last year's trade deadline. Starting <laughs> five, J- uh, Marco Fultz. Remember, he can shoot now. Uh, Jalen Suggs, Terrence Ross, uh, Okaye, and Wendell Carter Jr. from Pace Academy here in Atlanta. The line's 22 and a half. Remember what I said about bad teams getting worse? This is that, under. Yeah, I'm going to go under, too. I mean, I just, I just don't see it for them. And I would like them to be good, but it's someone for – the Hawks and the Heat to pick on that division. And that's good. They're going to win a lot of games in the Maximum Magic. Uh, the Sixers line is 50 and a half. <laughs> There's no, I'm, I, what do you, you say what you want? I'll, you make your pick and I'll make, I'll explain mine. Ben, what are we doing? Uh, I don't, I don't even know what trade scenarios there are that would work with him. I, 50 and a half. That's such a good line. I don't like that. I'm going to go under. Under. Yeah. I don't know why you wrestled with it. There isn't a version of this team that could occur that would make me put them over. If ben, shows up, if ben shows up day one, under. Because that that shit is shot. If Ben never shows up. Have you seen this roster? Yes. Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, and Joel Embiid? That 50 wins? Who's the second star? Seth? <laughs> <laughs> yes, clearly. I'm sorry. 
there's not a version of this team. The, the version of this team isn't built yet. Like the thing that's weird about this season is that all the contenders feel like they did their midseason trading in the offseason, except for Philadelphia. Like LA feels like you make that Russ move in January. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You pick up Mello at the deadline. But they put together the team already. Now it's just tweaking. Meanwhile, in Philadelphia, I don't know what you do, but I don't like it. So you're not trusting the process anymore? The process used to be about a decision tree that would lead them to success. Joel Embiid determined that it'd be about him. Well, I mean, he is their success. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) Um, Toronto is 36 and a half. I don't know why Masai Ujiri is still there. It feels, like he should have left by, it feels like he should have left by now. <laughs> I'm taking the under. I don't. Uh, why didn't you trade Lowry last season? Why wait till the offseason? You know, they've, they've got Van Vliet, they've got Dragic, they've got OJ Anionobe. They've got Pascal Siakam, who I was wrong about. I thought he'd make a leap. I was just wrong. They got Bursch at the center. I, 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 man, I don't know. Yeah, I really want Siakam to make that leap. Uh, 36 and a half is the number. Yeah, I'm going to go under. Welcome to the underside. And last but not least, the Wizards. I'll put a huge asterisk on whatever number I say right now because this is assuming I think that they don't trade Bradley Beal, which it doesn't seem very likely. The line is 33 and a half. Mike, I don't I will go over. Michael. Yes, I know. Explain yourself. You know, the trades I think will help. And I assume they're going to. Kyle Kuzma Hive activated? No. Okay. Look. (laughs) Spitzer's Dinwiddie doing it for you? Oh, yeah. I look, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I think they'll keep Beal, and I think Beal will ball out this year. and I think, uh, I don't know. I think the line's a little low, but yeah. 33 and a half is the line. Mike's taking the over. We're going to recap the Eastern Conference right now. As I remind you that the Washington basketball franchise has never won 50 games in my entire life. Um, Atlanta, 47 and a half. We both took the over. Boston, 45 and a half. We both took the under. Brooklyn were split on 56 and a half is the number. I took the under. Mike took the over. Bullish on that. Nets team. Uh, Charlotte, 38 and a half. I took the under. Mike took the over. Chicago, 42 and a half. We both took the over there. Cleveland, 26 and a half. Both took the under. Detroit, 24 and a half. Both took the under. Indiana, 42 and a half. I took the under. Mike is bullish on the Pacers. Miami, 48 and a half. We both took the over. Milwaukee, 40, 54 and a half. Excuse me. Both took the over. The Knicks, both took the under of 41 and a half. Similarly, in Orlando, both took under 22 and a half. Both under 15 and a half in Philadelphia, under in Toronto, 36 and a half, and we split it in Washington, 33 and a half. I took the under. Mike took the over. We now go to the Western Conference, where again my dominance will be clearly evident as we start here in Dallas. Now, Dallas brought in Jason Kidd to coach Luka Doncic. <sighs> His advice to Luka going into media day was involve your teammates more. Lucas should have reminded him his teammates include Kristaps, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Dorian Finney-Smith. They still didn't get him any sort of help, which I think, honestly, is 
malpractice. The line's 48 and a half, Mike. I don't see 48 and a half. I'm taking the under. Yeah, I'm taking the under too. And it's just like such a disservice. Like you're you're squandering your years with Luca. With what? Like what are we doing? This uh, so ridiculous. Trey Young's made it to the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Trey Young's made a conference final. Ask me who won the trade. Ask me. Ask me. I want to answer. <laughs> who won the I trade? Want to them hawks now if we're talking about team i'm bullish on next up on the list the denver nuggets they fell off last year obviously because of the injury if they can get old boy back in denver then i really think this could be a final scene when is jamal murray coming back i don't know but i really like the Denver team. Um, is Porter Jr. vaccinated? <laughs> That's an important question. It is. I mean, I haven't heard anything. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope he, God, I hope so. I, everyone seems to be vaccinated. The only one I'm really hearing making a sink about is fucking Kyrie. Um, I wonder how he's going to fit back in with, with Michael Porter Jr. having taken out some of that scoring role when Jamal was out. That's going to be something to watch. But I've Aaron Gordon escaping Orlando for the friendly confines of Denver was the best thing that could happen for him. And while we work Jamal back in the lineup, Nikola Jokic isn't exactly top liver, reigning MVP. 47 and a half, I'm taking the over. Same, same. I really like this team, and I think Murray will be able to – you know, they can spread the ball around more and it'll be harder to defend them. So, you know, I think Porter being better at offense uh, and taking more of the load's fine. Uh, Golden State Warriors, the line's 48 and a half. Mike, where are, what say you, my friend? So uh, is this the return of Clay? We've got that down the line. I'm not sure it's happening yet, but it's definitely forthcoming. Wait, seriously? It's not, man, he's been out for... Well, he, he re... He, you gotta tore the tore the Achilles or tore the ACL and tore tore I think an Achilles on the return. He's dunking in practice now, according to Warriors Wire. So I'd say sooner than later. I'm sorry, what's the line? Forty. Let me get it up. Forty-eight and a half. I. Oof. And the West is good. That's there's your there's your rub. I'll go over. I'll go over. I know you're probably Ooh, gonna go over. You but... know I'm going over. Yeah, yeah. I've and yeah, I've talked to you about this in group text and in person. I'll say it on the podcast once again. The average window for your NBA opportunity to win a title not that big. Yeah, that's different than over under, sir. <laughs> I recognize that, but also like when the West has gotten this much better, when Denver's coming back. And the and the Lakers are gonna do what they're about to do, people. I yeah, Utah. Sorry, I'm taking the under. I'm again. I'll be wrong betting against Steph Curry. That's fine. I'm, I'm, that's fine. Uh, Houston Rockets, 27 and a half is the line. I'll take the under. Just like I said, I think the West has gotten a lot better in a lot of places. 
and I think it has it in other places, and Houston's one of those places. Yeah, I'm definitely going under on that. That's fair. No new, no research needed on that one. The Clippers, look, you liars. Clippers are 45 <laughs> and a half. And uh, I would like to take another lap if I was right. Is that fair? I mean, was I'm anyone super... besides Clipper Nation, like, really? Oh, fuck you. The world told me how good the Clippers were when they signed those two, how they were going to change the conversation, how everything was going to be different. I had the – and when they signed Anthony Davis, the Lakers there said, huh, that's not going to work. I, look, no, I another victory lape. I will be taking the under because no one knows when Kawhi's coming back because no one's really sure what happened. Um, under. Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, Paul George, Marcus Morris, Zubak. You're going to win a lot of games. You're not going to win 40. You're not going to win 45. You're not going to win 50. You may win. I'm thinking they're going to be a they're going to be a play-in team. This is a play-in team, I think. Yeah, I'm going under, too. I mean, the huge question mark with Kawhi just. It's, it's, it's in unavoidable. Unavoidable. Both taking the under there. The Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers, the 2003 All-Stars. Um, Jeez. <laughs> look, it's an old team. What do you want me to say? Like, the roster's the roster. The starters are Russell Westbrook, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore, LeBron, and Anthony Davis coming up the bench. Kendrick Nunn, Talon Horton, Tucker, Carmelo Anthony, and your first ballot Hall of Famer in mind, Dwight Howard. Um, the line is 52 and a half. I'm taking the under. I think that's too many. And the thing You're is, taking- I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. They're going to win more than 52 games because of the way they're going to stagger these minutes. Have you watched their preseason? No, I haven't. LeBron and Russ work are very rarely on the floor together. Oh. They're going to do it in a well, way. That sucks for every other team. <laughs> well, that sounds miserable to the fans. <laughs> that doesn't sound like any fun at all. Um, I think that they're going to get enough time. To... I should take the over. I believe the over is going to happen. I'm hedging. I'm taking the under. I just, yeah. That's what it is. Howard, I'll take the over. That's fine. I'll be a cat. Oh, <laughs> Join me in the over. You know you want to. Uh, Hurt your heart. You know it to be true. I'm changing it to the over. I don't feel great about it. <laughs> I just want to make sure <laughs> that's on record too. Don't feel great. But you know, I can't was, believe like, that worked. It worked because I wanted. I wanted to pick it. Um, the Grizzle are next up. Forty-one and a half. We saw the coming out party from last year. I'm a huge fan of the Grizzle. I'm a huge fan of everything that historically has happened there. I love John Morant. Um, but. I had no but. I love Steven Adams. Fuck you. I'm taking the over. Give me the Grizzle. Okay, I'm going under. Like, I agree with everything you just said. I really, really. It just hits you differently, huh? <laughs> love Jaw, and I hope he is ascending, but the line is uh, too good. Well, here's one of the reasons the line's so good, because Minnesota's line's 34 and a half. Mm. In case you need me to clarify, fucking under. Yeah. Yeah, I got to agree with you, even though, yeah, yeah. They just haven't really shown me that they're going to do what they're capable of doing. Have you read the article about Carol Anthony Towns? No. About COVID took him took sixty pounds off him. Sixty after it killed his mother and his aunt. Jeez. 
Anthony Edwards is fine. He's from Atlanta. Shout to Anthony Edwards. But, bruh, you ain't going to be winning a whole bunch of basketball games taking that under. Yeah, agreed. Oof, 60 pounds. He didn't have 60 pounds to lose. No. <laughs> um, Pelicans are up next. 39 and a half. I'm curious where your, where your stance is here. I'm trying to uh, – Zion? Or, Zion, uh, who had sneaky foot surgery in the offseason. <laughs> wait, really? He just, like, they revealed it at, uh, during uh, press uh, the media days. He's like, yeah, you know, after getting my foot like, – after the surgery, like, wait, what? Yeah. Hmm. He looks good. He was walking without a boot, but I guess that's why he wasn't doing, like, public appearances because he didn't want to be seen in the boot. Ingram, Zion Williamson, Devontae Graham, losing – I gotta say, losing that ball yeah. boy hurts. It does. Never thought I'd be here, but here we are. I feel like I gotta go under. Yeah. You gotta go under. Yeah. I'm gonna join. Ah, I don't like betting against Zion. I'm taking the under because you're probably right. Um, but I don't like it. I want to go on record as saying I'm under duress. OKC's up next. Oh, buddy. Under. I don't even know whatever you're going to say. Under. 20, 23 and a half. Hold on. Okay, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. Dort. I like Dort. SGA still there. They're building something there. There's going to be trades that happen. They've got too much ammunition. Don't they have like 20 draft picks or something? I'm betting on something happening. Someone's going to move. That's a bet for for player movement. That's all that bet was. Um, Phoenix Fresh. Thank you. Phoenix Fresh off the finals appearance. 51 and a half. Oh. Damn you, Vegas. That's that's good. Hmm. I really liked watching oh, 51 and a half. Man, all right. I'm sorry. I, I think they're going to be really good. And I think I'm really looking forward to some of their young players uh, making a leap. But 51 and a half is too good. My, my why for my under is much simpler. They're now pushing back on paying DeAndre Ayton the max. The number one overall pick who you took in front of Luka. You're debating... You're fucking with his money, and you're eventually going to pay him, so why stretch it out? You know why? Because the Sarvers are a bunch of fucking idiots. And when idiots are in charge of your team, you may have one or two things go right, but something wrong is always going to come. 51 and a half, you won't pay DeAndre Aiden? Give me the under, you stupid, 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 stupid bastard. <laughs> you stupid bastard. It's so inferior. Look, they're Mike, they have no choice. They're going to pay him. Once you've established that this ends with you paying him, why are we antagonizing him? Because yeah, we can. I mean, what? Looks like we're both in the under. Yeah, I'll join you there. Portland Trailblazers. The line's 44 and a half. And the question is, do you believe Damian Lillard is getting traded before the trade of the line? I, damn, get out of there, man. Just, just get out of there. Um... Under. I'm taking the under as well because I do believe he's going to get traded. Uh, Sacramento up next. 
36 and a half is the line under over Mike. I'll tell you right now, I'm taking the over because I believe the Bradley Beal trade's going to happen. Oh, really? I believe that trade's okay. going to happen. Well, I mean, it's almost if I gotta, twice this all season. I got to be consistent in my picks, and, you know, my pick with Washington was with him staying there, so I'm going to assume the same thing here and go under. That's, a gentle, that's what a gentleman does. That's a man who keeps track of his bets. I appreciate that. Tip of the cap, sir. Um, Low Spurs, line's 28 and a half. Sad times. Sad yeah. times. It's uh, it's uh, cut up the lights, count the money. It's over. Yeah, when Patty left, it just like. Yeah, when Patty left, I was like, oh shit, we're done here. It was really sad, honestly. Um, do you want to know who their starters are? No. Can you guess one, two starters? One you should be able to guess. Murray? Yeah. He's the starting point guard. Can you name anyone else who's starting for this team? Good no. lord. Derek White, Doug McDermott, Keldon Johnson, and Jacob Pauletti. Jesus. I mean, Doc's a, uh, Pop's a great We're taking the under. I mean, let's yeah. just let's I, not, I, let's I, not I, let's, let's take the respectful under and move on. <laughs> Cut steep, sir. Cut steep. Don't feel good. I want everyone to listen to that. that. Neither one of us enjoyed that. And I thought I would when this day got here. I really thought I would. Um, I thought I'd enjoy the end of that more than I am. Uh, Utah, my favorite team last year. Really? I, in the regular season, I really enjoyed watching them play. I really enjoyed Donovan Mitchell. I really – but after Rudy got exposed that way, like, I wonder what changes they've made. That said, I still think they're going to be a regular season monster. I'm taking the over 52 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I don't like them. Can't get over the Utah at all. Uh, changes for Rudy, I <laughs> will see. Uh, I doubt. Maybe not for Rudy, but like if you if you can get a if you to have an answer for what they were doing to Rudy, like they did it to Rudy, and then, and Mike Malone had nothing. He had uh, shit. So I'm hoping that this offseason that won't happen again. That they'll have a lineup response to that. Otherwise, it's gonna be a very long season in Utah, which is redundant because it's Utah. <laughs> It's good work, man. We did good work. Are you ready to hear the uh, recap of the West? Oh, is that it? Okay. That's the West, man. Let's hear how it goes. Dallas Mavericks, 48 and a half. We both took the under there. Denver, 47 and a half. Both took the over. Golden State were split at 48 and a half. I took the under. Mike took the over. Houston, we both believe, is bad. 27 and a half. We took the under. Clippers, we both took the under. 48, five and a half. Mike bullied me into taking the over for the Lakers, 52 and a half. Memphis, 50, 41 and a half. I'm bullish. Took the over. Mike took the under. We're both under Minnesota's 34 and a half. Both under New Orleans is uh, 39 and a half. We're split on Oklahoma City. I believe in SGA. 23 and a half. I took the over. Mike took the under. Phoenix 51 and a half just feels a bit too bold. We both took the under there. Portland, we think Damian Lillard is getting out of there. 44 and a half. Both took the under. Sacktown, 36 and a half. I took the over. He took the under. Sac, uh, San Antonio, excuse me, we both took below 28 and a half. Had to pop. And we both believe in the over of the Utah Jazz, the worst named team in sports. Mike, thank you so much for doing this with us. Had a great time. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Possibly fuck Auburn. Possibly what? Fuck Auburn, if you'd like to just get that off your chest. I don't know. I mean, I thought that was assumed. It, you know, implied. You you. Always in front. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this, man. Really do appreciate you having you on. We'll have a mini pile later this week for NFL stuff and to go over kind of power rankings and whatnot. 
Uh, it's week four or five, so it's time to do that kind of thing. That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys very shortly.